Welcome to the Live Well Podcast. I'm your host, Liv, a naturopathic doctor, mentor, energy healer, Akashic reader, intuitive, energetic business mentor, and honestly, so much more. I help you heal on a physical and emotional level so that you can feel delicious in your health, body, relationships, career, and bank account. This show is for those of you who are looking to go beyond the basic wellness stuff, cut out the BS, and really create a life you love. We talk about health, trauma healing, energetics, feminine energy, wealth, and magnetism so that you can live a life that feels delicious. In these episodes, we will have an honest conversation without the fluffy bullshit. You walk away with all of the insights, tools, and tips to truly live your best life, mind, body, and soul. If you are looking to live well, you are in the right place. For ways to work with me, visit keepupwithlive.com and follow me on Instagram at keepupwithlive for more. And with that, let's get into the show. And welcome back to another episode of the Live Well Podcast. This is a personal life update, pregnancy update video. If you missed the reel on Instagram, um, you can go check it out. But I am pregnant. I am what, 15, 15 weeks as of yesterday. They are a size of a pear, which is what the app tells you in terms of, you know, what size they are. <laughs> and I still have trouble wrapping my brain around the fact that there's like a, when you see the size of a pear in your hand, you're like, that's inside me. It's very like, and then when you go to the eggplant, you're like, oh my gosh, that's going to happen. It's, it's a, it's a mind twist, but I asked you guys, if you guys had any questions, I'm going to answer the questions you guys asked, plus kind of give you a rundown on how first trimester was. I honestly wanted to make this announcement. So like honestly, what's happened, but you know, they say to wait and I understand. So we waited We're here now. Um, but I'm excited to dive in. So this episode is probably going to be kind of jumping back and forth between the questions and like me even just remembering the whirlwind that it was and kind of everything that happened. So let's go ahead and dive in. So <laughs> the whirlwind of it all is I actually found out June 1st, which was the weekend, the Wednesday the Wednesday after we got back from Banff and we got engaged. So I was unknowingly pregnant while getting engaged to probably would not have hiked to a top of a mountain. I don't know, but that also explains why I was so tired looking back. But so I found out June 1st and my cycle was late, which was obviously like, I think for a lot of us, that is our major indicator. And I'm not normally late as you guys know, you're not, it's not normal to be late. You want to be every 28 to 30 days. My cycle is extremely regular. I don't have PMS. I don't have any of that stuff, right? My hormones are balanced. So I knew going into the trip, I was late. And I was like, you know, maybe, maybe it's just stress. Maybe I'm just working too much. Maybe it's just like a weird funk. Like we had moved recently. I don't know. I never thought I was like, because you're like, oh, no, there's a chance. I was like, no, no, there, there's like, there's no way. Mm, no, it's not, it's not going to happen. So I went on the trip. I was like, you know what? I'm probably being on the trip, relaxing. I'll get it or I'll get it right when I came back. And I didn't, <laughs> didn't get there. Didn't get when I got back. And I was like, okay, this is strange. At this point, I think that Wednesday, I was like day 44. And I'm like, <laughs> that was like 14 days late. That is, and like, it was so strange because my ego was like, 
no, no, no. It's it, like, there's no way. It was like, do my thing two, three years. And then my intuition was like, you are. And I was like, no, no, no. Intuition was. And I remember I asked my pendulum. And I was like, am I? And it said, yes. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> it's not. Um, which if you haven't been able to tell by, like, I guess maybe it's obvious. Maybe it's not. Uh, we weren't trying, but we weren't not trying. So what happened was, and my fiance likes to say we're batting a hundred. The one time, the one month that I was not on top of my um, tracking my ovulation and when I was ovulating, because I use the fertility awareness method, um, just kind of like to know when you're ovulating because you can't get pregnant all the time. You can only get pregnant when you're ovulating. And I was just in a blissful bubble and we were just living together and life was amazing. Business is great. But and I just forgot to like track. Like I honestly, it wasn't intentional. I wasn't like, I'm not tracking this month. It was like, oh, I forgot to track. And then we done it. And I was like, oh yeah, I could be ovulating right now. I was like, wait, there's no way. There's no way that like, you know, we're going to get it on the first. No, no. And then here we are. So, um, yeah, honestly, that's just what happened. Like, we're very happy about it. I was very, I think at my age, where I am in my life, I was open to it coming in. Um, and I'll get into that because that was also one of the questions and I'll get into like the kind of spiritual aspect of it all. I wasn't like a hell no, but I wasn't like, I honestly, my ego wanted to wait like two, three years until like, you know, more things, but you know, they were ready to come through. So found out June 1st was kind of a surprise shock. Um, I'll get into kind of like more logistics and then I'll get into like, oh, I probably like all of the, all the signs kind of beforehand, um, before it happened. So yeah, June 1st, I remember I was like, I have to take it. I just have to take the test because your mind is like, your mind can't focus on anything else. And when it can't focus on anything else, it's like hard to work. It's, I want to be present for my clients. And I was like, you know what? I just take the test because otherwise I'm not going to be able to think about anything else. So it was the morning time. And I remember I was like, okay, I'm going to take it. Like just me without my, my fiance was working. I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm not going to tell him that I'm about to take the test. I'm just going to take it while I'm showering. I need to make a, like a reel of like all the, the snippets that I took. Um, so I was like, you know what, if I am, let me record my reaction in case this is positive. And I was like, no, no, there's no chance. Anyways, now you live. Um, and what was that? Oh yeah. So I take the test and like my heart's racing and like, I, I, cause you pee on the stick and then I was like, you know what? I'll hop in the shower. I was just taking a body shower, not washing my hair. The time I come out of the shower, it'll be ready. I can rule it out and then I can go back to being peace of mind that I'm not. Well, that is not what happened. And I remember just being in shock. Like I was shaking. Uh, I told my friend Kayla that I was going to take the test. She was on the one that I was, you know, freaking out that I might be. And she can just take the test. And I just like, I saw it. Um, you know, those clear blue tests. Like they obviously, it says the word pregnant. It doesn't say like plus or minus. It just says the word pregnant. Um, and I was shaking and I was like, oh my God, like I'm someone when I'm in shock, like I don't, I don't get, I don't cry. Like I don't start bursting into tears. I freeze and I start shaking it. Like that's my, that's my response to shocking situations. It happened when I got engaged to, I just kind of like froze 
when shocking things happen, I freeze. That is, that's my response. Some of people like run, it's like fight, flight, or fawn. Um, I kind of just, uh, fright, fright, flees, or fawn. There you go. And I kind of freeze. So I remember freezing and shaking. And then I just, like, I sent her a picture of the test and I was like, and she's like, breathe, breathe. And she's like, I see her text messages coming through my phone. And I'm just like, I'm just in shock. Like I can't even comprehend like, and I know that a lot of you listening, like get Armand's too. And so, you know, that feeling of like your life is forever changed, like in a beautiful way, but also in a, Oh yeah. Okay. Everything's just kind of changing. Like I was just shaking and then like I breathe and I, I think I was just still in shock. Like then I had to finish getting ready. Cause I, I think uh, I had a one-on-one call at like 10 AM. And so I was getting ready, like, you know, showering, putting on like makeup, blah, blah, blah. And so I was just like getting ready and just in shock of like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, okay, let me just get through this one-on-one call. And you're just having the one-on-one call. And I was like, completely just like had to put it to the side. I was like, I, I can't process this right now. I need to like put it to the side. Cause I'm just in, in shock. Um, and then my fiance was home and I was like, I, I'm not the type of person I can't hold things in. I, I can't like wait to tell him I can't like, it was written all over my face. It's very hard for me, for him not to read like through me, for me to have like a poker face. It was just, it wasn't going to happen. So I was like, you know what? I need to think of something like fast to tell him because I can't hold this in because of like the shock. I need to like get it out. And I, I think I was in shock, honestly. I think honestly I'm still partly in shock, especially with like, as the bump grows, you're just like, oh my God, there's something growing. Like you connect, but it's just like, it's still like mind boggling. It's a weird experience. Um, so then I decided to tell him and I came up and I'll, I'll make a, I'll probably make a reel one day or include a snippet of it. But I had taken the test and I, I was like, well, the quickest thing I can do is like the whole bun in the oven thing. It's like, I didn't have time to like go get something or like order something or come up with this elaborate, like you know, I don't know, buy a onesie or something. I was like, I just need to tell him because also I need help processing this. Um, so I put like that test and I put it in like a tray and I put it in the oven. And then, so I, like, I asked him to help me film because normally he sets up my camera for me for like all my YouTube videos and everything like that. And so I asked him to like set up the camera for me and I, I pulled out bowls. I pulled out like almond flour and I pretended like I was about to like start shooting and baking something but I'd set a timer like on the oven and then like when the timer went off I was going to like ask him to like take it out of the oven he was going to see and so I had him like set it all up and then like the timer went off and like I had hit record on the camera so that the camera like got the full shot of our kitchen in and so it was recording, like as the alarm went off um, of the of the oven, and he opened it. And at first, it was so funny because he's so confused because, like, what is this in the oven? And like, it takes you a second or it took him a second to like realize and like read that, like, you know, we're pregnant. And I was like, yeah. And I was just in shock. He's over the moon. I was still in shock. He's like partying, dancing, jumping up and down. I'm just still in in shock. And I think that's maybe because maybe I'm wrong, but maybe for like women to me, it's like, it's bodily changes. It's a, it's a big thing for you. And I know it's big for dads too, but it's just like, it's still like shock. And he's just like jumping up and down, happy, dancing with Akasha. Um, yeah. And that's kind of like how I, how I told him, I, I should probably make like a compilation. We have a bunch of different 
like moments of me telling him, me finding out, because like I filmed all of all of that just to like have it in case. It's a good thing I did because if I hadn't filmed my reaction, maybe I wouldn't have had my reaction. So I am glad that I filmed it. But yeah, and then I think it was just like shock for a couple of weeks, kind of letting it sit in. And I mean, there's not really that much to tell on that front in terms of like feelings, physically, all that. It is crazy how quickly your clothes do not fit. <laughs> I think within a week and a half, I'd stop wearing pants. Like within a week and a half, maybe two weeks max, my like high-waisted pants were not comfortable. They might like just close, but they weren't comfortable. It's like your uterus is like completely like starts like as soon as you find out you have like a week of wearing normal clothes and then you're like no then you have like a to me it's like a slight bump or like you look like slightly bloated but like it's just like clothes weren't uh pants weren't comfortable so I probably unless they're like Lululemon pants I haven't worn pants since like since like mid-June um and I've yet to find pants that like are high-waisted that work with my style which is kind of like one of the things I really had to adjust to because everything I wore is not conducive to having a bump like I'm very much crop top high-waisted pants which don't work when you have a bump so now we're all about the dresses I've bought quite like I think like five new dresses so I just cycle through dresses because it's so much easier but I wasn't very like emotional in terms of like it was I know some people are very emotional first trimester I nothing I cried about during first trimester I think I had one I cried once and I think it was the second, the day after I found out, um, I was a bit overwhelmed about it all. Um, because obviously like you have a life plan, you have business plans in the next like six to 12 months. And then that, that goes out the window. Right. And so like, that's normal. I think it was like one, I can only remember one time. And then the other time, a couple of times I cried were just like life businesses, like, um, you know, crying or getting frustrated, but it wasn't like a super emotional, um, first trimester. The one thing I will say, is that the fatigue and the nausea were like the toughest things to navigate. I'm already a projector. All right. We're already not born with like tons of energy being a pregnant projector. Honestly, I kept thinking like there needs to be a support group for like pregnant projectors who have like even less energy because they're pregnant. Um, so that, that was huge. That kicked in, uh, I want to say within like a couple weeks. Uh, and then the nausea, I don't think started until I want to say July. I want to say maybe end of June. Uh, end of June, beginning, of, yeah, end of June. I was at the last like week or last 10 days of June um, into July. And I wasn't nauseous like in terms of like, throwing up, but just like nausea. So nausea without throwing up. And there's like so many reasons. I'm actually going to make like a whole like fertility getting pregnant type of podcast but normally nausea is from if we're talking physically from like a deficiency of b6 um so i tried b6 that didn't work for me my severe nausea was all emotional roots you guys know we are all about the emotional roots of things and actually the emotional roots of things when it comes to like morning sickness or nausea when you're pregnant are like a subconscious like fear of the pregnancy, which obviously like it's a major change. I wasn't particularly planning it. It did throw a lot of things out the window. So just like emotionally working through, you know, what motherhood means for me, what it means for my business, kind of like 
all those changes, like working through and doing the emotional work. So like when I tell you guys to do the emotional work is because like I do it when things come up, like I do it. So doing that, but also another kind of like root cause when it comes to feeling nauseous when you're pregnant is either generation, generation, let's start that again. So another root cause when it comes to being nauseous when you're pregnant is generationally your either mother, grandmother have like been nauseous or in past lives, you've had miscarriages or you've died giving birth. And for me, like I didn't even tell, um, I hopped on a call with one of my friends who's also a really like powerful healer. And I was asking her the root without like telling her that I knew that's what the root was. And she saw that this past life where I had died, um, actually like giving birth. So I was quite far along and like, it was quite horrific. I won't get into the details, but like, it was quite horrific. And so that was kind of like still stored in me. So she cleared that and that helped. Um, and then like I said, doing the emotional, like subconscious work of it. And then also like generationally, like I didn't know until like I told my mom, um, and I think we told our parents like right before we left for Europe, uh, maybe like a week or a week or two before, but she was really sick and nauseous when she had me. So like, think about the things you hold on to from your grandma and from your mom. Like, I know that by me doing all this clearing for me, I cleared stuff that she was carrying and stuff from her mom that I kind of absorbed from her. So if you are someone who's dealing with nausea during your pregnancy, morning sickness, I really encourage you to look at the emotional roots because not only is it super interesting, but like nothing else was working for me. Okay. I was taking the B6. I was taking ginger. I was taking gravel. Like the nausea was so bad that I spent most, a lot of days, like on the couch working, like uh, on the days that it was bad on the couch, like I'd be on the couch, I'd get up to rally myself for like a client call. And I go back to bed or back to being on the couch. And there were, I remember weekends I spent just being nauseous the whole time. Um, and obviously like I'm human. So like working through these things, there's layers to the generational stuff. There's layers to the past life. There's layers to like the subconscious stuff about, you know, how your life is going to change being a mom, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, there wasn't a pill that helped. There wasn't acupuncture that helped. So there wasn't, my prenatal was actually making me worse. So I know, um, I got some questions about the best prenatal, the breast breast <laughs> the best prenatal is the one that doesn't make you sick so i think everyone's body is going to be different um obviously get a good quality one if you are in glow one or you're a one-on-one client i can recommend one for you you want to make sure you get one without any fillers um and depending on what country you live that might be like a different brand but the one that doesn't make you sick so i found my prenatal as soon as like i took it was making me sick so i just got my nutrients like from food I made sure to have enough folate and everything that you needed um because my prenatal was making me quite sick so that did not help and that actually kind of hindered but there are ways around it like it is obviously your body's way of telling you it doesn't like that amount of vitamin in that delivery method so I like like bosomal and then I also like getting from food or like breaking down the different components of the prenatal and taking them separately. So there's tons of options. It's just like, I would say the best prenatal is the prenatal that doesn't make you sick and that works for you. And just look for one with clean ingredients. Um, like if you're in Canada, NFH is really good. If you're in Canada or the US, Ritual is really good. Um, their ingredients are really clean. But yeah, that's what I would say in terms of prenatal. So yeah, nausea. <laughs> 
was a time which is really interesting because like June was that June so like, uh, June July was like really end of June July was really hard because I was feeling sick a lot of the time which means that like I between the nausea and the fatigue it's like I felt like I couldn't have that much fun in my life because it felt like every ounce of like energy that I had had to be rallied for my business and for work showing up for clients and stuff like that um and I'm sure like I don't think any my clients have no idea because like I when I can rally like I can rally so I would literally rally be perfectly fine on a call and then like crash afterwards and be so nauseous and I remember like right before clicking on zoom I'd be like don't you're not gonna throw up you're fine you're good you're like you're feeling great and I'd like rally and then and then go so it was like it was a lot um but yeah <laughs> luckily and I, I want to say that maybe the fatigue has gotten better now that I'm in second trimester but like uh, I wouldn't say it's that much better um so I think I'm just like someone who has like a lot of fatigue during the pregnancy everyone has like different experiences during their pregnancy some people don't get nauseous some people do some people get tired some people don't people say it improves during second trimester so like fingers crossed um but I'm just like adjusting my schedule and adjusting my business to kind of like support this phase of my life so that's why when I say to like join glow level one or like join one-on-one now it's because like I don't know how much longer I'm going to be doing unlimited calls and stuff like that so like if you want to get in now now is the time because who knows what it's going to to look like next year with baby so what else before I jump into questions it's like on top of my mind hmm I think let's jump into the questions because the questions were so good I am so excited that Glow Level 1 is now open. Okay, this is so powerful because I have combined well-nourished and goddess activation into one program. Not only are all the hours of juicy video content in there, along with the tappings, the reprogramming tracks, the recordings, everything you need, but also all the hours of live healing calls, which means that you have over 12 hours of live trauma healing calls with me, where we release all the emotional stuff that is holding you back. Plus there's time for Q and A, and you get a one-on-one session with me where we build you your own personalized treatment plan based on what's going on for you. There's also a Telegram group where you can ask me anything in between sessions that is related to health, wealth, self-love, relationships, body, everything. This kind of access to me is going to be a game changer. I have never done a group program that has been this powerful and potent before. We cover everything from gut health, perfectionism, people-pleasing, PMS, fertility, hormones, anxiety, acne, eczema, you name it, it's covered. And we go to do the deep emotional work that's causing your physical symptoms, but also the deep emotional work that is causing a lack of self-love. And a lack of self-love not only shows up in your health, but also shows up in your lack of boundaries, your people-pleasing, your magnetism, and your ability to feel and receive love. So if you feel like you tried everything and nothing works, this is a sign that you need to do the deep emotional work. Plus, I have added a section and a call all on wealth and money so that you can let go of old money beliefs and patterns and code in a new financial blueprint. Yummy. Okay, so this truly covers it all. I'm so excited to see you inside. The link is down below and DM me any questions you have about it on Instagram. And with that, let's get back into the episode. Okay, so I've pulled up the questions. The first one is they're going to be in a random order. Um, how did you know you were ready? <laughs> I was actually saying this to one of my client yesterday. I don't think you're ever 
fully ready. If you're, and this goes for most things. If you're waiting until you're fully ready to get pregnant, you're never going to be fully ready because even when you think like, okay, I have like finances in check. I have a good job. We have a house. Like, I don't know. I'm in a relationship with someone who supported. Like I have all those things and it, pregnancy is still a whirlwind. So if you're waiting until like you're quote unquote ready, mm, but what I'll also say, and we'll talk about like the spiritual aspect of this, you like your, your ego is going to tell you you're not ready. Like, and from an ego perfectionism perspective, you might feel like you need all these things to be ready, but like, it's more like your energy, your soul, your womb needs to be ready, but I'll get into that. So, um, I wouldn't say that I was like fully ready. And I don't think that anyone and anyone that I've talked to is like, who's been a mom, you're never like fully ready. Even when you think you are, because just navigating pregnancy on its own, like is a whole whirlwind. Okay. Next one is benefit of paleo diet during pregnancy. So what I would say to this is that you're producing a lot of blood volume and you also want to avoid gestational diabetes. So it's very important to, to balance your blood sugar levels. And like, I don't label myself as paleo. There are times where, you know, I'll go out and have pad thai, which is based with rice. It's, it's gluten-free, but it's based with rice. I would say like mainly paleo, but like not like, you know, a hundred percent of the time, but is that it balances your blood sugar. And so balanced blood sugar is going to be, not only is going to help you feel better during pregnancy, it's going to help keep you healthier. And it's also going to help avoid gestational diabetes and everything like that. So obviously you don't want to be having tons of like processed foods and sugar. Um, that didn't happen to me. So the whole like, oh yeah, you don't want to eat vegetables, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I wanted vegetables. Like, but there are like, you know, paleo versions of things. You can also have like paleo bread, crackers, etc. But I didn't find that those things like actually help. Um, and they end up like hindering you in the process because when you, your blood sugar is going up and down, if you're experiencing something like nausea and all that, it's going to make it worse because your blood sugar is going up and down. When your blood sugar tanks, like, let's say you just like, I only want to eat toast and your blood sugar tanks, then that can actually contribute to more nausea and stuff like that. So like the benefits are just like the same thing that it would be for living a normal life. Like it's going to better support your hormones. You're not eating anything inflammatory. Like if you're eating like processed grains and sugars and gluten and all this, well, that's inflammatory. And like the last thing you want to do when you're pregnant is inflame your body. Like we want to try to nourish it as much as we can. Right. So it's kind of like the same principles that would be for like anyone. I would say the same thing is like eat, especially when you're pregnant, you don't want to be, you know, having things that maybe have carcinogens in them or, you know, dyes and stuff like that, that are in like, you know, fake foods because your baby's going to be absorbing all that. Right. So it's kind of like the same thing. Like my, my diet didn't really change in terms of like what I eat. It was like kind of a tangent from the question, except for the fact that I'm just like making sure that I get enough protein, which I'll get into because someone asked about cravings. Um, and I'll get into that then. Birth plan had my twins over 2020 turned out beautiful. I hope you have a beautiful birth too. Well, thanks, Chloe. Um, I haven't made that yet. Uh, I'm only I just I'm 15 weeks, so like I'm I'll start thinking about that soon. But honestly, for me navigating the last what June July like two and a half months has been enough. <laughs> now that we're kind of like over that hump, um, I'll start thinking about like a, a birth plan and kind of what I want. Um, like I've already 
made some inquiries and I have a midwife and everything like that. So I have a midwife on my team. Um, I'm thinking about getting like a birthing coach. So I like cut some feelers out from there. You know, I've signed up for like hypnobirthing and all those things, but I don't haven't made like a concrete plan because right now there's so much else going on that I'm trying to like, that I got over, like, first of all, being very incapacitated um, for like six weeks. And then like just organizing my business and like feeling back more to myself rather than overloading what I need my birth plan to be, which is not until like February. So I don't know. I'll, I'll figure that out closer, closer to, but like, I know that I'm not getting an epidural if, if that makes sense. Like I'm not, I'm doing it all natural, which I feel like is not going to be surprising to, to you guys that like I'm giving birth naturally with, without an epidural. Okay. Did you know ahead of time from your records that you were having a baby during this time? So not for my records. No. So what happened was in February, I started feeling, I don't know the gender, but I've been saying a certain pronoun, like since the beginning. Um, but I'm, so I'm going to try not to let that slip. I'm going to try to say they, I honestly have not found out the gender yet. We want to, but I haven't. Um, but like, you know, you just have like your intuition, but I'm going to try to keep saying they, so they, we're in my energy field. I feel like starting February. Um, and so like, I'm just gonna call it spirit baby. Like if you haven't read the book, spirit babies, highly recommend. Um, that's the first thing I do with my clients, especially who are looking to conceive is just to read that. But I felt them come into like my aura, my energy like, very strongly in like February, was it February or March? Whenever, right when I got back from Mexico, right when I got back to Toronto from Mexico is when I felt them coming to my energy. And I just knew that they were there. And I was like, oh, that's fine. But like, I also didn't really read into it too much that it's going to happen too soon. So I was like, well, I know people whose spirit babies have been in their energy and they're not like probably going to get pregnant for a few years. So I was like, and again, this goes back to what I said in the beginning of like, my ego was like, no, two, three years. My intuition was like, no, it's coming sooner. And I remember having discussions with well, my now fiance. I'm like, I know we said two, three years. I have a, I have a gut feeling that they're coming sooner. My sister kept telling me that they're coming soon. I had like other spiritual friends be like, mm, I think it's coming soon. So it was like more of like a, an ego, like, no, no, no. And at that point, like I was tracking things. So like, it wasn't going to happen. Um, but I did feel them like come into my energy. And I really felt like it was going to, my intuition kept telling me it was going to happen this year. My ego was like, no, not for two, three years. So yeah, I kind of like my intuition knew, but then like my ego was battling. All right. Tips on manifesting, getting pregnant. Love your vibes today. Thank you. Um, I'm going to do an episode kind of on fertility and manifesting, getting pregnant and kind of on how I help my clients. I'm going to do more of a deep dive for those who really want that. But what I'll say right now, it's normally your attachment is normally two things a if you're really focused on it it's not going to happen but b there might be some stuff you have to clean up emotionally in your womb and in your energy to allow them to come through and that's why i always recommend reading spirit babies and starting to talk to your spirit baby because you can ask them like what do you need in order to come through uh, you know, like, how can I prepare myself for you to come in? Like, what are you waiting for? Blah, blah. You can, you can ask them all that stuff and get answers. But normally it's like, if you're focused on like, I'm not pregnant yet, I'm not pregnant. And it's like, you're trying too hard. You're focused on that. And you're not just like open, then the pressure, think about it. Like when you put pressure on a hose, you siphon the hose and the water doesn't flow through. So 
in order to, um, so I'm going to do a deep dive episode on this, but detachment and then heal your feminine stuff, like heal your feminine energy, make sure your womb is clear, make sure you've cleared all that kind of stuff. And if you need help with that, you can jump into glow level one, or you can jump into one-on-one. Um, I've helped countless people get pregnant, um, especially people who have unexplained fertility, who are struggling with IVF, um, who haven't been able to. It's normally an emotional route. It could be from stuff that's happened to you in this life. It could be generational. It could be past lives. It could be it could be so many things. Um, there's been so many different routes, but generally you're probably holding on to something there that is, and I don't want to say the word blocking, but like delaying you, you getting pregnant that we need to kind of like clear out and get you um, more open to receive, if that makes sense. Okay. How do you tell your fiance? I feel like I, I did that. Will you find out the gender? How much we're supposed to find out today, but like this I don't know, in Canada, like you get these lab results online, but then like the lab results had expired and I'm trying to call the clinic, but I've called three times today and I haven't been able to get through. And it's just like the universe right now, like I'm just taking this as I'm not meant to find out today. <laughs> like I want to find out before the day of, um, but I'm not meant to find out today. So we're just going like, to kind of let that go. But I do want to know. Yeah, I want to know. So I do have a guess. I do have a guess. And it feels like everyone I, I know has the same guess, but I don't want to say it and then be like possibly wrong. I mean, I know that that matters, but I, I do have a guess. I've had a guess, but I've had like the same guess for a long time. Like I've always felt that my first one at least would be that one. Um, oh, this is a good one. When did you know you were pregnant? As soon as it happened? Question mark. So looking back now, so when I said, like, did I know as soon? Now, looking back, I was like, oh, I knew. I remember because like you always think back to like, what was the time that it happened? And I remember whatever. I'm honest on this podcast. You guys know. I remember the time that it happened. And I remember hearing in my head and I remember hearing like. Like an intuitive message that like to like open myself to receive. And it was very clear And I remember that like this, this feeling of like opening, which is, it's hard to explain, but it's like a different kind of feeling of like opening up your energy. And I just heard like, open up your energy. And so I opened it up, not thinking that that was going to happen. And then I remember thinking afterwards, I was like, I think I just got pregnant. I was like, no, no. And then your ego jumps in and I like, I washed it away. I was like, there's no way. But looking back, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, and what I will add to is that we had tons of signs. Both of us, whenever we pull cards, we kept pulling cards for like fertility, giving birth, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm probably like birthing something new in my business. I'm like going through a rebirth, you know, a new program, a new offer, la, la, la. Like, because whenever you pull like birth or fertility cards, it can also mean like birthing something new. But we both consistently got that since like February, March. So like there were tons of signs that's coming. And like I think they like tried to tell us that like they are coming soon. Like, and then I guess like they saw their opening that day. They're like, she wasn't tracking, this is our move, let's go. And, and they they took their shot. So yeah. The next one is have you had any cravings or inversions or any weird spiritual experiences? The inversions, I wouldn't say like 
cravings, I'm going to go with no. Aversions literally change day by day. The one thing I cannot stand, but I didn't like the smell of ketchup or ketchup before getting pregnant. But now if I smell ketchup, it's like instant nausea gag reflux. So that's like the one thing, but aversions in general, it's like one day I can eat something the next day I can't. And then the following day I can chicken is like a big thing, which is like a hit or miss. It's like some days I can eat chicken. Other days, the smell or the look of chicken makes me like think I'm going to be sick or like makes me so nauseous. And it also like will depend on like how the chicken's prepared. Remember one time I was making dinner and I made like my Asian healthy sesame chicken stir fry that I make all the time, make countless times. And now that I was making this, I was like, oh no, I don't think I'm able to eat this. And I could could just smell it. And I was like, oh, it's not going to happen. And so I made it. I took one bite after making it. I was like, I could not. Nope. And I'd have a yogurt bowl because going back to the protein, the aversions that I've had are normally towards like chicken or eggs, but it's hard because when you're pregnant, you need a ton of protein. You need all those amino acids. You're building like your blood volumes increasing 40, 60%. Like you, you need, it's like one of the most important nutrients. You don't need sugar, right? You don't need crackers. You don't need bread. You don't need pasta. You don't, you don't need all that. You need protein. And so chicken is like the highest we're thinking about like how to get the most protein for your eating. It's like chicken is like the big one. And then like eggs are another like really easy way to get in more protein. So when you're having aversions to chicken and you're trying to get enough protein in, it's, it's a struggle. So like on days of grape and stomach chicken, you know, I'd go for beef or like I could do ground Turkey or I go to eggs. So like, luckily I just had to like switch out, but it was just like a guessing game. Cause it's like, some days I can eat chicken. Some days I can't. Some days I can eat eggs. Some days I can't. Uh, sometimes like smoothies, protein powder and yogurt, like all the things just to get as much protein as I can in. Um, cause I don't know if I said to you, you need 120 to like 150 grams of protein a day, which is like a lot. If you're having aversions to like chicken and eggs, it can be difficult because red meat has protein, but it doesn't have as much, um, as chicken. And also like the thing is that my appetite really went down. Um, like, so I, my appetite was ravenous. So like eating enough because obviously you don't want to under eat when you're pregnant. So making sure you're eating enough and then eating enough protein has been like the, the, what was the biggest struggle in the first trimester. Now I'm still having chicken still a hit or miss. Like in, at my sister's house one day, she made chicken for dinner. I was like, I can't, I just can't. So that's still a hit or miss. Um, but like now I can get enough food in, but like even yeah, the chicken is still, which I've heard someone said to me that that's normal or oh, the hairdresser. Yeah. She told me that like, she's heard other people have the same thing about chicken, which I've never heard from like my friends who are moms with the chicken. Um, we had chicken spin in a version, no cravings. Like other than like, I want the same foods I normally want, like vegetables, berries, nuts. Like I've just been craving like healthy food. Like I don't crave crackers. I don't crave bread. I don't crave you know, unhealthy things at all. I haven't had any like weird combinations. It's normally like I get on a kick with something and then I become obsessed with it. Like one of the things that got me through first trimester were those yogurt bowls I showed you guys, like adding protein powder to yogurt to beef up the protein, which is good even if you're not pregnant because it allows you to get too much protein with like berries and granola. Cause like, that's what I could, could stomach. And like, I'd have that sometimes twice a day is like my meals because that's what I could stomach. But like, yeah, no like weird cravings. I've always liked like pickled onions and olives and things like that. So that was before getting pregnant. So like not really anything crazy. No, and like not even like cravings for like 
and I'm honestly bad foods because because I know foods are like bad quote unquote but like no cravings for like junk food or anything like that okay what is the next question any weird spiritual experiences I want to say weird um my baby came to me in like my dream the other night and like I saw their face and I was holding them and I'm convinced it's probably gonna be their face when I see them but like to me it's very rare for a spiritual experience to like be weird quote unquote because to me it's just like normal so like I connect with them like I talk to them but I wouldn't call it like weird experiences let me take some water one thing I will say is that when you do get pregnant and my sister told me the same thing and my friends told me the same thing is that it does open you up and it's like your your psychic gifts kind of like turn on even more which is like I'm already pretty psychic but it's like you the dial gets turned up and like when I'm sleeping, my body is doing so like I, I used to always dream like I dream every night, even before getting pregnant. But now all my dreams are healing, productive dreams where like I'm healing in my sleep things that need to be let go, which is so funny. But like, apparently like that's common during pregnancy. You're just like clearing things out and cleaning, like cleaning up your, your energy, letting go of things because it's such a, a new time. But to me, that's not like a weird spiritual experience. Like I see numbers that I associate with, with the baby all the time. I've pulled cards that have kind of told us what we think their name is going to be. But like, to me, that's, that's typical. It's not like weird. Did you connect with your baby soul prior to conception or after? So I felt them because I felt them in my aura. Like I didn't sit down and like talk to them. Like, what do you need from me? I kind of just like, Hey, what's up? Like, cool. You're here. Like I'd connect, say hello. Like, but not in terms of like, what do you need to like come forward? Because I wasn't trying to make them come forward yet. So like, yes, but it's more like I felt them drop into my aura and I could feel them around me. And then I'd like connect a bit. It's like, Hey, what's up? You know, I was very chill. That sounds kind of odd, but like, it's true. Um, okay. What are you, oh, what are you most excited for in motherhood? Oh, that's a good question. I didn't, and maybe I should look through these. That is most excited for. I don't know. I feel like there's so, like a new chapter. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I feel like every little thing is going to be exciting. Like seeing their face is going to be exciting. You know, then after you meet them, it's like, okay, taking their first steps is going to be exciting. Or like, you know, I feel like all the little things it's like all the new things you're going to get to do are going to be exciting if that makes sense so I don't think there's like one most thing obviously I think like the most exciting would be like meeting them earth side would be like the most exciting but after that I feel like everything is just going to be you know exciting when they laugh for the first time or sit up for the first time or crawl for the first time like I don't know I think that's going to be exciting okay um prenatal things to do uh, slash take to get your body ready and how far advanced you should start. I mean, getting your body healthy is always a, that was the last question. So I put my phone down. Getting your body ready is always a good idea. Um, and getting like making sure you can have vitamins, your body's healthy. There's no inflammation. Like it's, if you were to have a pregnancy, like it wouldn't be a super painful one, like clearing up at any IBS or out any autoimmune issues. Like not that they, you need to, but like it's going to help you. So like the more healthy you can get your body, you can start taking prenatals before you get pregnant. But like, do you need to? Not necessarily because you should be like eating properly and things like that. So I would focus more on like 
eating clean versus like buying um, like a, a prenatal and spending your money on prenatal, like instead of spending money on like good quality food, you know, eating grass and meats, like things like that. In terms of getting your body ready, I would say the biggest thing people don't do is that the emotional component and they don't think about the emotional and energetic like stuff in terms of like their womb and their feminine energy, because getting into your feminine energy will help you conceive and will help you have like a, a better pregnancy because you're surrendering and there's slowness. Um, there isn't as much masculine, like control and perfectionism. So those are the things that I would say, but like I said, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode and ask, like, have you guys asked specific questions when it comes to, to that? So that if you're trying to conceive and everything like that, you can just go directly to that podcast episode. So I think, is there anything else I can say But like, I feel like that's been the journey so far. It hasn't been like, I don't know, super revolutionary, but like, it, I'm not going to lie. It was a lot to handle that those six weeks <laughs> it was a lot um but you know like it's interesting because I think people expect maybe like everything to like hit the fan and all these kinds of things but like you just really learn to navigate it like and I think that's going to be true for me going forward it's going to be true when they're earthside like you just you figure it out and you learn to navigate it and you adjust but it's about being okay with like adjusting and letting go of control and surrendering. And going back to like the nausea and the, this personal stuff that I had to work through, like letting go of control and like, I'm going to put it bluntly because I don't know how to split it. The feeling that like something else was controlling what I could and could not do was extremely frustrating for me. And like the, the fatigue and the nausea basically took me back to when I was chronically ill and had severe adrenal fatigue and severe leaky gut, where I remember not being able to get out of bed. I remember being nauseous all the time and I remember having no energy, but then I feel like I could do things to, to, to heal it versus now it's like, Oh, that's one more thing I'll mention in a second is that like I knew the reason but like there was nothing that I could like there's a degree to which it wasn't like solvable but it was more of like I had to solve it like through the emotional stuff versus um like and learn to like surrender and let go of control and the more I like surrendered and let go of like oh like I feel like I need to work and versus like well I'm nauseous I'm exhausted we're on the couch and we're watching real housewives and that's where we're at right now. And then like, I still magically like got all my work done when I was feeling good and had like the best month ever in my business during that month when I was feeling like shit, which I'll probably expand on in like a business podcast later on, but I had the biggest month of my business while feeling like shit and working the least I ever worked. So like that shows you anything. And I feel like that was the lesson I had to learn, but it's a big lesson in surrender. It's a big lesson, which I feel is going to be the, the rest of it. But what I was also was going to say is that the the acne was also something I experienced during first trimester, which was frustrating because I knew it was because hormones were imbalanced, but I couldn't take anything to balance my hormones. And so like as a doctor, you're just like, well, I know what's causing it. Uh and you're just like again, surrender and let it go. Like it's probably gonna disappear, you know, after first trimester. And it did like now my skin is like radiant and like the best it's ever looked. But it was just like Hmm. There were a couple, um, I'll mention those in a second, 
products that I felt like really helped my, my skin that kind of supported it because like, obviously you can't take anything to balance your hormones while you're, you're pregnant. There's so much stuff that you can't take, um, like medicinally, even like natural wise. Um, so I feel like that was, that was interesting to navigate, but like, you had to let it go. Like that's where we're having a couple breakouts, you know, I'm not used to that, but like, again, it took me back to like when I used to break out and et cetera. And like, I re had to do the things that I teach you guys in glow one about, you know, cause glow one is now well nourished and goss activation together, but re like I implement these very things, but like, well, until you love yourself, your acting won't clear. So like me focusing on it was not going to help, but I had to like re like implement everything I teach you guys about not focusing on it, like doing the work and all that. So I mean, it worked and we're also now out of first trimester, but between not focusing on it. I will say I used the, the Indie Lee peel pads. I went back to using those, which I had used back in the day, um, as well. Uh, and I really like those and I've really been using the agent Nature um, skin oil, which I found was really good because you can't use retinols when you're pregnant. Uh, I wasn't using retinols before, but this one has like a, a natural retinol alternative in it that's really good and that I find really helped my skin but yeah everything that like I teach I basically implemented everything I teach about surrendering I implemented everything I teach about letting go of control I had to implement in like a very new and deep way and I'm sure all moms listening to me are probably just nodding along like yeah yeah it's all it's all like a surrendering it's all a navigating as you go so I'm excited to see kind of everything like that and how to be challenged in new ways and, and see what happens but I'll leave the episode there and yeah, I'll look forward to the next one. Uh, I probably won't be the next one, the one after that about if you're struggling to conceive, if you're looking to get pregnant, if you're looking to manifest one kind of things that you can do and look at. So I'll, I'll dive into that for those of you who are curious about that. But with that being said, if you have any more questions, definitely ask. I feel like I touched on everything that's kind of come up in the first trimester and now like we're at week 15. So we're partly way through second, uh, not really, but like, you know, just coming in second, but yeah, I'm excited. So with that being said, I will see you guys in the next podcast.